the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Morning, everyone. Daddy Herman and Iron Real Estate, one of the only talk shows that's been on for, I'm thinking, 10 or 12 years, um, continuously, never missed a session, and it's all about real estate and the millions of things that have to do with real estate, and of course, um, the American dream and people's home was always very important to them, uh, but I think the pandemic... By the way, the uh, real estate led us through the pandemic, and I think it taught us really how important home is to us. Home is a place of safety. It's where we get together with our loved ones. And in any crisis we've ever had that I've lived through, that's all I've noticed is that people want to be in their home, near their home. They want their family and loved ones close to their home. Um, So... And, of course, real estate values and, 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 and the values went up crazy all over the country. I mean, if you, keep, if you look at prices from last year to this year, wow. Um, so will that keep up the trend? A lot of, I get a lot of questions from, from listeners that say, oh, will that trend keep up? Will it not keep up? Um, are we going to see prices rise? Well, we're going to talk all about that, and we're going to also talk about a very new concept, we, we're trying to talk about, we talk about cyber currency and we're trying to get a little more involved with that so that everyone understands it. But now there's a whole new concept which we're going to talk about on the show today, and that's the cyber world. Now, people are actually buying homes and things and properties and real estate in the cyber world, meaning it's not you can't you maybe you could touch it you can't live in it you can't actually you know walk in it but it's in the cyber world and people are are going there and they're buying things and they just and they're buying real estate and they're building communities and it's kind of wild and it's kind of a crazy idea uh but i have to tell you something i'm not a big one for the stock market i'm not somebody that in the, i mean i know real estate so i Pretty much my investments are in real estate. However, I guess you could say it's a form of, you know, cyber. I guess it's maybe a form of real estate. I haven't put money in it yet. I'm doing more research, and as I do it, I'll tell you about it. Um, But I think it's something that's going to be here to stay, um, and we'll talk about it. It's really a wild concept. Um, 
I want to, of course, as I always thank Citizens Bank because um, that's the bank that sponsors our show, and we are so grateful for them. Um, they also happen to be a great bank, and as I said, I have all my mortgages through them because they are the best buy bank. You can easily uh, get information at citizensbank.com, or you can call them 24 24- Seven twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, at one eight hundred nine two two nine 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 nine. Citizens, again, from the bottom of our hearts, everyone here thanks you so much for the support of our show. Um, Ace, good morning, Ace. Good morning, Dottie. Good morning. How are Dottie. you? Good morning, Stephen. Are you traveling good. the roads? Uh, I am back in New York, but last week I was in uh, West Palm Beach and Miami for just one day. But uh, it was uh, quite the Wild. scene as it was a uh, Art Basel week. So, uh, but glad yes, to be back Yes, you know, I was New supposed York. to be there, and I uh, I fractured my spine, so I cannot walk. I haven't been able to walk for three weeks, and I was I know. so How mad. Are you feeling, Dottie? Oh. I was so mad. I was supposed to have left, I think, Saturday, Sunday or Monday of last week, and I have never missed one year. And besides know, for the Daddy. art, and I love art, but it's more than art. It really is happening, wouldn't you say? I mean, it's just Oh, wild. Daddy, this is probably the busiest Art Basel of them all. And I know you've been there every year, Daddy, but this year there was just so many people there and a lot of crypto and NFT um, events, and there were just hundreds and hundreds of events, and so many people, Dottie. I was, it was, it was I one of those things I think everyone was trying to get out. And I think yeah, Douglas Elm was one yeah. of the sponsors of it, so we certainly yeah. had our share yeah. of things. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I look, during a normal year, you can't get a cab. You know, usually I have to hire a car ahead of time so I can get around if you if you have to go to different places. Um, but it's, it's really a event. It's the biggest. I, I think it is the biggest, or if not close to the biggest, maybe there's one in Con that's bigger, but it's one of the biggest art shows available. And people come from all over the world. And world, yeah. it's really become more of a, more than an art show. It's become kind of a, a major event. So yeah, I'm glad you got to go. Season. How was the weather yeah. there? The weather was actually beautiful, Dottie. It was uh, in, in, in its high 70s. And, you know, when I landed in New York, I just, uh, you know, my mind wanted to go back. So, <laughs> but it's, it's cold here. It's cold here, Dottie. You know, yesterday, especially, I was out at night in New York City and, uh, you know, it felt, uh, felt like winter. So, <laughs> well, I know, but listen, you, would, you wouldn't appreciate, I know, you really wouldn't appreciate summer. If you had summer all year. That's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? It would be the same old, same old, same old. And even though I'm a warm person, I love, like, I like the hot. But when it's like, you know, it's it's it's, it's gotten a little freeze. It's gotten a little cold now. But up until now, it really wasn't bad. You know, it was a little crisp yeah. and fresh. It just got a little cold now. and. I'm hoping that we'll have. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't read the almanac. I'll have to see what they predict as far as uh, what kind of. You'll, I'll, I'll look it up while the shows on. What kind of uh, winter they predict to see if it's yeah, bad or not. Winter in uh, December in New York City is it's beautiful. So I'm it's definitely beautiful. looking forward to Fifth it's Avenue. Beautiful. All the lights being. Yep. 
Yes, you know what? And and while you're talking about that, the New York City retailers are going the extra mile this holiday season, obviously because they didn't have one last year, and they want to get people back into stores, actual not just online. So they that if if this if you're going to take a trip, this is the year to go to New York. This the is the year, right? Yeah. It's going to be beyond anyone's expectations. People want to get out. They want to get into the. They want to get into the stores. They want to get into malls. They're tired of being cooped up at home, and there is no doubt that this 2021 holiday season is very different than the one in 2020. Um, after two, and you know what? You don't realize how long it is. After two brutal years of lockdowns, it's two years of lockdowns and deserted streets in New York City and Ace. Myself, Steve, we all have been to New York City when there wasn't a car on the street. It was almost like the twilight zone. It was like surreal. Okay? Um, Last, you know, because there weren't vaccines. Now it's wild. The travel is, like, I'm complaining about the uh, traffic. The traffic is immense. Travel bans are now lifted. Um, CBR is predicting brick-and-mortar shopping will increase 8% this season, the most in a decade, largely due to supply chain issues because with people not being able to get stuff in time because of the, 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 the supplies taking so long, now people are going to go to the stores to get them where they can just go and if it's there, they can pick it up and take it home. Um, these logistical problems coupled with labor shortages are a bit of a wrench in the works for in-person shopping as well. And CBR is predicting lines at stores and empty shelves. Now, I've noticed, I don't know if you, Steve, or um, Ace have noticed, the shelves are not filled. Have you noticed that if you've gone shopping? Yeah, I I think, um, you know, there's definitely supply chain issues. And I think it is very specific to certain types of products, depending upon the Yeah, I think you're right. And I think so, yeah, they said Victoria's point. Secret, for those guys who want to buy their girlfriends or their wives, a great Victoria's Secret is flying goods in from Asia rather than letting them get clogged up in Long Beach. And they want to make sure that the stores are well-stocked and that, that there are no bare shelves. That, and then they want to make sure that in-store, that, that in-store experience is the utmost importance. And, and, and retailers are going to try to have experiences when you go into the stores. Um, some retailers are hosting invitation-only cocktail parties and private shopping events to make it feel even more exclusive. It go, and it goes way beyond that. Many retailers are catering to their customers by offering comfortable seatings for lounging in the store, serving champagne and beverages, coffee, water, snacks, um, they're increasingly more promotional events. And so um, it's very exciting. Um, and you know what? In a way, it it makes retailers wake up, you know. In other words, this whole pandemic made them, okay, we've got to get, you know, we couldn't help what happened with the pandemic, but now we have to be really creative. So it, in some ways, it's going to bring out the best of someone. And... Um, there's still a sense that the city is not out of the weeds yet, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, this. we've heard of a, another, what's the name of that new sector of virus that came out? 
Do you remember? I don't remember. Um, do you guys remember the name of that new sect, the virus that's out of the um, field of COVID? Oh, the, um, the Omicron? Yeah. Omicron. Now, they don't know enough no. about it to know if it's mild or it's bad or it's not. So I guess we're going to have to wait. But that spooked a few people. Um, but, Steve, you were talking about foreign, international, and, 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 and foreigners. What are you seeing with foreigners coming back to New York now that the travel ban is listed? I, I think it's, we're definitely seeing an increase, and I think, which is a very positive sign. Um, you know, I think you, you, we've now getting close. We're about 20-plus months in, into COVID, and I think people are getting a higher level of comfort. You know, yes, you have different variants are out there, um, but it also people feel comfortable that, you know, they'll be successfully dealt with. Um, so you're starting to see more foreign nationals uh, coming into the market, which which makes sense and is good. Um, there's also, and this is really important when doing a real estate transaction involving people when they're outside of the country, making sure you coordinate that flow of funds, um, conversion of currency, and also being able to get documents signed properly for a real estate transaction because you can't just you know, e-sign everything for a real estate transaction. Um, so that's where you see some of the hurdles. But you know, we've been able to navigate that. So I think it's now, you know, a very good time, um, and, and we're starting to see that part of the market pick up. I know. What are you seeing? What is your sense, Stephen? Uh, and, again, we're all, everyone, whatever you read, people are just guessing the future. Nobody can knows the future 100%. But what are you seeing as far as, as, far as real estate high-end, whether it's commercial real estate or residential, now that foreigners are allowed to come back, you know, and, and the ban has been, you know, lifted, hopefully, for uh, forever now, um, do you see that more? Because, again, not that New York was, um, was, was mostly foreigners buying it, because, again, uh, despite what people thought, New Yorkers bought New York. But we did have a nice percentage of foreign buyers, buyers also buying commercial and residential. Now, what do you see? With do you think? What do you see going down the road with that? Now that that ban has been lifted. Yeah, I think what we're going to do is it's going to, you know, increase the volume within the market. You know, I'm seeing, um, you know, new development transactions work well um, for clients. You know, when it's the right uh, deal. So. Um, that that is definitely happening, so that's very positive. I think commercial is a little bit of a work in progress. I think it's getting momentum. I think that you know it will take more time. I think also having a uh, you know the new mayor coming in in three and a half weeks, um, and if he hits the ground running well, I think that will be very helpful. Um, the more you know, volume creates more volume, right? People like to go to places that are busy, right? When you walk down the street and if you saw two restaurants, right. the one that has a little bit of a line attracts your interest more than the well, one. Well, would you walk into a restaurant, once I saw a restaurant with one person in it, I'm like, I'm not going into this restaurant. Now, so I agree. If you, you want to go to a place you see a little bit more traffic in, right? Exactly. Um, but also what we're seeing you know, had a chance to go to a Jets game a couple of weeks ago. And, right. Um, I'll tell you, the, play, the place was very busy. The stadium was busy. People were there. People felt comfortable. Um, well, let, and, and you know, let me give you some real facts. And, 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 
And I'll say one other thing on that. It was the Jets-Dolphins game. So there were plenty of people up from Florida. So it wasn't just people from New York and New Jersey really? at the game. Um, there were definitely so there's some, some loyal town. fans you think flew in from Florida. Well, I think that's great. But fact-wise, it's in 2019, and I refer to that as that pre-pandemic, okay? Before the pandemic, there were 66.6 million visitors to New York City, um, and that's the numbers from the tourists that they give. That fell, okay, that fell 22.3 million in 2020, which was the height of the pandemic. So that fell, um, actually, by 22 million in 2020. And now it's at, this year, at 34.6 million. So we were at pre pandemic we were at 66.6 million we we were down as low as 22 million and now we're at 34 so it's shooting in the right direction and i think we have another year or so to go before it'll be fully back because don't forget um with that little uh scare that we heard from europe people you know people got nervous about that so that set people back and not everyone, you know, and again, I respect everybody for what they believe in individually. So there are people I know that are still very, very cautious and really are not being with crowds. And so not everyone is, you know, you know, I, a lot of us are just, I mean, like for myself, just to have an emotional connection and just to be with people again and just to be able, like, I, I think most of us, I don't know all of us, but I know we all celebrated holidays for Thanksgiving with our families. Um, I'm, I'm sure most of us did, but it, that emotional connection that we lost with being with our families and friends is really important. So I think that's all coming back, and I think most people think that the worst is behind us. Um, and, again, and as I said, pedestrian traffic is really picking up. Um, the hardest hit, the hardest hit of New York, from what I'm reading, Steve, is is, is like Madison Avenue, Soho, and Fifth Avenue have been hard to, because and I, I guess because there's a lot of retail there. What do you think? I, I think you're you're definitely getting a pickup. I think they're doing a great job trying to promote, and I think you need time to change habits. You know, it's interesting. If you look at the psychology of uh, of things, for someone to really get into routine of something, they need to do it on a regular basis for approximately six weeks or so for the typical person. And then all of a sudden it turns into a routine that, that the body gets used to. And I think right now we're in the process of breaking up that routine, right? How many times do you see and you hear stories of people wearing a mask when they're outdoors and they're all by themselves, not near anyone? Well, what's the point of doing that, right? So I think it's a matter of there's a psychology of, wait a minute, we've been thinking a certain way for 20 months. Now, all of a sudden, we need some time to break the habit to get back to a, a new normal. And I think we're in the beginnings of that. You're starting to see that. And, and people are, some people are going to be more comfortable faster than others. And that's where... You know, we're seeing, like, even in real estate closings, you know, if, if we went back a few months, everyone wore a mask. Now, if you're like, well, is everyone here vaccinated? How do people feel? Do you want to wear it? Do you want not, not to wear it? And that wouldn't have been a question that would have been asked earlier in the year. So I'm starting to see the change in the psychology 
which is absolutely critical for people to really be fully integrated and you know work in transactions and also I think you make a very strong point Steve and I I think I I sometimes um, forget about that is habit Want to do something truly memorable to celebrate the new year? Why not sail into 2022 on board the Atlantis Yacht, enjoying a 360-degree view of Manhattan? The Atlantis of New York Cruises is hosting a New Year's Eve party that is guaranteed to impress with three levels to party. Their main dining salon, lounge deck, and sky deck guests have plenty of room to take in the iconic skyline and ring in the new year. Forget the crowded land-based venues. Celebrate in style with fireworks, family, and fantastic views. Event itinerary includes hors d'oeuvres, gourmet buffet, premium open bar, featuring their gold bar with festive New Year's Eve cocktails and live DJ entertainment. For more information or to buy tickets, email events at newyorkcruises.com. Events at newyorkcruises.com or call 718-646-8083. 718-646-8083. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years. Is now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Born from the tragedy in 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been honoring America's heroes ever since. To mark 20 years since 9-11, the Foundation's chairman and CEO, Frank Siller, connected where America was attacked. On foot from Pentagon to Shanksville to downtown Manhattan, where he retraced his brother's footsteps. Thanks to your support, Towers of Light returned to the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials. For the first time, our country recognized the people we lost to 9-11-related illness through the Foundation's name-reading ceremony. And in another first, those lost in the War on Terror had their names read aloud. That ceremony is now the newest Tunnel to Towers annual tradition. Now, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is bringing hope to heroes and their families, giving away at least a home a day from Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve. Honor our vow to never forget. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, and then T.org. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Route 22 Toyota. All right, Alex Kinsella, he wants you to know that due to the current landscape in the automotive industry, your current vehicle has never 
been worth more. That's right. Alex told me that he's paying overbooked value for all makes and models. So get over to Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey right now and find out how much your vehicle is worth, whether you lease, finance your vehicle, or own it outright. It's worth more now than ever before. Alex says it does not matter if you purchase or lease a new vehicle. They're offering overbooked value for any make or model. Supply is low, which means your vehicle is in demand. And our friends at Route 22 Toyota, they are making it worth your time. It's 973-705-8905. You speak to someone on Alex's team, you get more than ever before for your current vehicle. The address at Route 22 Toyota is 109 Route 22 West in Hillside, New Jersey, 973-705-8905. Or start here, please, Route22Toyota.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back. I'm here with, this is I on Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Flood Supar, my financial expert, and Stephen Ebert, my uh, legal eagle, and myself, Dottie Herman, and um I consider myself a pretty good real estate pro, but uh, I think we have the strongest team, and we try to keep you up to date on what's going on in real estate. Um, And as I said, we're coming to the end of the year, and so all of us are putting our thinking hats on, and we're kind of giving the show a reboot. and, And so if there's any suggestions or things that you would like to hear or you would like to hear us talk about more, please just, you know, send us the information, you know, just email me or send the information to me uh, because we're trying to really uh, give you what you want to hear. And, um, again, information is value. You know, information is worth so much to people, and there's so much information. We live in a world of information that it's really hard for the best of us to keep up. So, Stephen and 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 and, and uh, uh, Ace, we're talking about New York and actually the country. How will it come back this season or when we're in holiday season? And I think, as Stephen said, everything takes time. It's certainly much. It's, it's certainly so much busier than it was last year. But last year we were in the height of the pandemic. Um, we do have vaccines, and I'm hearing that they're just that they're making a pill for people that are get sick, so that it looks like they'll be you know get healthier quicker. And it just seems I'm not a doctor, so you know I I just hear it's some bits of things, but it seems to me. What do you think, guys? It seems to me that we're going to be with this disease for a long time. It doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. But it seems to me that we're going to deal with it like the flu and you're probably going to have to take boosters. And it doesn't seem like as many people are dying. Is that what your senses are, Ace and Stephen? Well, for me, Dottie, I, I think, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for, for me, I, I think uh, folks are starting to um, be a lot more responsible, right, Dottie? So we're seeing an increase in the vaccination shots. I think New York has taken a, a very good stance in regards to it requiring requiring folks to show the vaccination cards. And I think as we start to learn more about um, COVID and the different strains, uh, you know, people are going to take caution still. 
But I think, you know, people are are pent up and they want to go out, they want to interact. And I think the folks that aren't comfortable will continue to stay home and take take precaution. But I think I think we're going to see a, a, a recovery for sure. I think as you travel to different states, you're starting to see that folks are, um, you know, whether they're, they have their shots or, or, or not, people are, are, are out and they're, um, they're interacting. You know, I, look, I, th- I still think that it's a very serious disease. Uh, people need to take it seriously. And hopefully the vaccination numbers continue to rise and increase and we'll get out of it just like, just like the flu, Dottie. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very bullish and um, I'm hoping by 2022, at least the end of 2022, we'll, we'll have this under control and somewhat come back to our normal everyday lives. We're hoping. Hey, right? do you so. see a question from somebody that's uh, about le- a legal question? I'm, I'm reading that maybe somebody's not on the line anymore, but that they had a uh, a legal question yeah. on. Do you want to yeah. go through yeah, that? Yeah, we do have a question foot? April um, in Queens. She's got a legal question on the onus of skyscraper owners who are seeing businesses not come back. Can they force businesses to come back? That's a question from April. Sure. April, are you, are you on the line? Yes. Yes, I'm still here. Good morning to everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, my question Paul and I on real estate. Right. My question is, I know, I don't believe, since this is a democracy, I believe that this, uh, the uh, state that collects the taxes from these skyscrapers, from the owners of these, uh, the landlords of these big buildings, they can't force the owners to force their occupants to come back. So I'm wondering, legally, what does the state do? Do they readjust the, the taxes and say, oh, we understand how it is for you guys. No, they're not coming back, so you don't have to pay the same taxes you did in 2018. I mean, what do they do legally? What, I feel bad for these owners. I mean, I don't know if I should. I don't have anything in it. I'm a vendor on the streets of the city, but I don't see the people that come back half, like you did say, but they can't, I don't think, I think people got spoiled and they, so some companies say, well, why should I take 2,000 square feet? I don't need that anymore. So what well, really I, happens to the taxes that are owed if there's no occupants to give the landlords money to pay okay, their taxes? So your question is, I'm trying to, and I, and I, I think I, I, I got it. Your question is, if obviously if somebody, a business decides they're not going to come back, whether it's that they can't afford to come back, whether it is they already went out of business or they just decide, hey, you know what, I'm not going to need this much space anymore. I can do the same amount of business on less space. Your question is what happens to the taxes that they would have contributed that, that they wouldn't be anymore? Is that it? I kicked out the court. The is, is, that, is that your question? Okay, so Stephen, you want to... You know, there, there's actually, if, if you don't mind, there's actually a couple of great questions built into that question, right? Go, One, go. What's the obligation? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot there, which is wonderful. One, you know, what is the obligation of a tenant to come back into their space? And then number two, really, can the landlords force them? Is there other things going on, and does this have a ripple effect with other tenants? And then the tax situation. So, of course... It really boils down to how you negotiate your commercial lease. Generally speaking, you have a business entity that's a tenant, and they have a lease for a period of time. And then usually the landlords, if that business 
doesn't fulfill their obligation, the landlords can take action for non-payment. And there's either a, a larger security deposit or maybe a personal guarantee behind it if they don't pay. Now, obviously, under COVID, we've had some issues because there was um, a moratorium on both residential and commercial evictions for some time. So what happened was a number of tenants, and we've represented uh, parties to these agreements, have modified their leases. They cut deals to restructure leases, in some cases working in discounts, um, and then this also really tied into some of the money that was given out by the government as well. So that was all put in together. Um, the second thing also, which is interesting, and this is a concept that's been a concern and dealt with in leases for shopping centers for many years, and a landlord of a, a skyscraper could put this, put this in there as well, and there's this concept of going dark. Right, if you think about a Wait, mall, say that again. I know she talked There's a concept of I didn't I called called going dark, meaning the lights are off. Called going okay. dark. And so so and and take a moment, I know the question's about a skyscraper, but hold that for thought and, and the analogy is a little bit easier when talking about a suburban shopping mall. And then I'll bring it back to a skyscraper. Imagine right. you want to go to a shopping mall and you go there because there is a Nordstrom or a Macy's and then those are your what we call anchor tenants. And then you have a series of smaller stores that really latch onto that business because other folks want to see that. And let's say you also have a food court, right? As part of these leases, the landlord and, and tenants are going to want to negotiate to say they want to make sure that there's certain stores there because that can affect traffic. Same thing could be said about a skyscraper if the lease is written that way. To say, wait a minute, we have our businesses here, but we expect to have the Starbucks open. We oh, well, so, we example, Stephen, just so I have it correctly. So, in other words, if, if, if I, let's say I have a store in a mall, and obviously the mall has certain stores that are pullers, that people, like they're, they're the main stores. If, if the good stores that people go to aren't there anymore, and I'm sitting there, with maybe a few stores, but they're not, then that's going to affect my business. Correct? Absolutely. I mean, obviously, so I'm not going to do it well. Drivers. It's Macy's or any of the big or, or Bloomingdale's or any of the big chain stores go down, and there's just a bunch. That's going to affect my business, correct? Exactly right. And so, you know, when negotiating a lease, you build that concept in if one of those stores goes dark. Like, take another example, right? The Empire State Building, right? There's a Starbucks in the building. So if I was representing Starbucks, I would say, wait a minute. Part of my rent that I'm picking this location is because of traffic. And if the Empire State Building decided to shut down the observation deck for all the tourists to come in and look around the city, I would want a reduction of my rent because the traffic of those people getting a cup of coffee went way down and the value of me being in that Okay, hold that thought, Stephen. Yeah. We're coming to the, a break, but I want to continue. It's a really interesting thing, and people should know about that before they sign a lease. It's a good point. We'll be right back after a quick break.
Hey, you know that MyPillow does not have the support of their box stores or shopping channels the way they used to. They've been part of this cancel culture, so they want to pass the savings directly onto you. You can now get the lowest price in the history of MyPillow for their classic standard MyPillow. Regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. They also have queen size, regularly $79.98, now only $24.98 with your promo code. Or king size, regularly $89.98. Now only twenty nine ninety eight with the promo code Joe P. Let's support Mike Lindell and all the fabulous MyPillow products. 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Use the promo code Joe P. Or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Use that promo code Joe P. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. Get that delicious on-the-go antioxidant support that you need right now. Green TTX and White TTX from Invite Health can do just that. Green TTX and White TTX are liquid beverage enhancers loaded with antioxidants and polyphenols from tea that support the immune system. Add Green TTX or White TTX into your favorite beverage for an added boost of nutrition wherever you go. Get all these great benefits without the sugars and carbs found in most drinks. These tinctures have zero carbs, zero sugars, and just two calories per serving. Buy one bottle of green TTX or white TTX and get the second bottle free. Double up, that's four bottles. Get free shipping. Contact Invite Health at 800-694-2345. 800-694-2345 for green TTX or white TTX. Don't forget to ask about their other herbal tinctures like Tranquil TX and Blue Granite TX. Invite Health. Get healthy Stay healthy. Are you worried about having lung cancer? I worry about everything, of course. But instead of worrying, go see my friends at Trinitas for a screening. If you're between 50 and 80 years old and have a 20-pack year smoking history, you know, like uh, if you've been smoking like that, or even if you've quit in the past 15 years, listen to me, please. It's no joke. It's time for a lung screening. Give them a call. Make an appointment right now at 908-994-5984. It's 908-994-5984. It's low-dose, painless non-invasive, fast and easy, and only takes 30 seconds at Trinitas to have a screening, and it could save your life. Finding out if you have lung cancer while it's still curable makes all the difference. If you catch it in time, you can beat it. Screenings are covered by most insurance. Do it for your family. Do it for yourself. Just do it. You can count on Trinitas to take care of you. 908-994-5984. Make an appointment. It's 908-994-5984. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Fox Weather app is about to change the way you think about weather. Welcome to a new world that will blow your mind. America's weather team is on the new Fox Weather app. Download now at foxweather.com. All American Christmas, a new book written by Rachel Campos Duffy and Sean Duffy. Celebrate the season with some of your favorite Fox News personalities as they share their personal stories, treasured memories, and family traditions. Buy your copy of All American Christmas at foxnewsbooks.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Uh, we're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. And we're in the middle of just talking about what happens. And Stephen was if uh, a lot of... Uh, 
tenants don't come back because there was a question, can they force you to go back? I would have thought, I would imagine that's really based on your lease, correct? I would imagine that that's really based on what your lease reads. Would you agree with that, Stephen? It's absolutely based on how the lease reads, and it is not based on, you know, a general principle, so you got to be very careful. Right. And, and right. this is where, you know, you don't have a one-size-fits-all lease, but you look at, you know, when you're a tenant, you say, why did I pick this location? One right. of the key things is really location and amenities and uh, that, that come with it. And if all of a sudden the landlord was promised, we're going to have high-traffic location because of things we're doing at the building, you, you want to make sure it's there. So so that that's one example where the landlord could control traffic, right? Do we keep the observation deck open or not? Obviously, there are other things, and there could be other tenants tying, you know, there to, to tie it in. Now, the third piece to the caller's question was, what about taxes? And this right. really manifests itself two ways. Yeah, when you have a commercial lease, usually a portion of your rent is calculated as a proportionate part of the property taxes that you're responsible for. Um, so that is something to keep in mind. What, what she was asking, though, was, well, if the tenants aren't there, do the taxes go down? And what happens is, without getting too technical and going into it, every year the taxes are reanalyzed and they get a new bill in the commercial world. And so what happens is there's a window, and the window is actually coming up um, in the next sort of two months, where they'll have that information and the landlord can what we call grieve the taxes. They can say, no, the increase is too much. Here's what's going on in the market and why it should be lower. And that's a whole special sub-industry. You know, you have attorneys who do that, and that's really all that they do is really fighting tax assessments. And, it's very, and we're going to keep you um, – we're going to keep everyone that – well, of our listeners – um, aware of, of the times that you can appeal your taxes. And you can appeal them uh, residentially. You can say that your taxes are too high in, in, if you own a home, and you can do the same thing in commercial. And there are certiorari attorneys that specialize on that. And believe me, a lot of people get a, a lot of money back. So we will alert you, and we will definitely have a certiorari attorney for commercial and, real, and, and residential on to, to, to tell you what to look for if you want to make a grievance that your taxes are too high, because that certainly is something everyone should look about. And and since everything's changed since COVID, I imagine there's going to be a lot of people protesting their taxes. Uh, I also want to tell everybody we're uh, really lucky we're going to have um, at the 11 o'clock hour Jim Whalen, who is the president of uh, Revney, which is the Real Estate Board of New York, and that is one of the leading trade organizations in the country, and um, they really do a lot for New York, and he's going to give you his, uh, what we, they do all the research, they lobby, they, they, they really are very involved. It's one of the best trade organizations uh, that there is, and they are very powerful, and um, I'm honored to be on the Board of Trustees there, so we'll have Jim on at 11 o'clock. But... Um, I don't know if we're going to have time to really get into this, but Ace um, and uh, Stephen, we have, you know, do you realize that they are now selling virtual houses and virtual 
cities and virtual thing. I mean, has anybody, Ace, have you been aware of that? Steven. Yeah, it's called the meta. It's called the metaverse, uh, Dottie, and a lot of developers, uh, real developers on real, real pro- property, have been really dabbling into that space. It's it's quite phenomenal. It's quite phenomenal, Dottie. Last week, somebody sold a building for two point four million. The other day, someone sold another building for three point six million, and these are virtual uh, properties, right, now, Dottie. Twitter's digest everyone. <laughs> These are virtual properties. I mean, so they're virtual. They're not, you can't go uh, touch them. You can in the virtual world. But there is a new world forming. And I I, I really believe this is going to take off, but this is just my opinion. It is a virtual world. So in this virtual world, there are virtual stores and there are virtual homes and there are virtual parks. Everything in their virtual gatherings, and um, people are buying properties in this virtual space. Now, does that that might sound bizarre to you um, at first when you think about it? It does sound a little crazy, but I was thinking about it last night because I was saying, "Well, how am I going to introduce this?" It's starting to happen, and I was thinking, "Well, you know what? In the world that we live in now, the real world." Okay, like I have a spine pain. Well, in the virtual world, I wouldn't have that. Um, in the virtual world, I guess you could leave this world and go and function in the virtual world, and you could go to a get-together in the virtual world as a virtual person. Um, you can buy properties and then eventually sell them. Ace, what is your read on that? What, what do you? I mean, it's too early to know how this is going to take off or not, but I think it might... What are you thinking about that whole concept? You know, for our listeners, if anybody's ever watched Real Player One, it's where uh, the world changes and um, people actually play a video game, but they but they are but they are assimilated as if they were part of the video game, and it kind of we kind of see a sort of inflection point here where um, you know where people are buying this sort of virtual plot of land and things of that nature. It's called Decentraland, and it's very, very popular today, Dottie, where it's almost like an avatar, right? It's where the, it's like a virtual destination uh, for digital assets, and I just can't describe it. Uh, you know, I am one of the older millennials where I feel like I'm a little bit disconnected from, from this whole craze, right? And, and look, I think it's really early to your point. Um, it's interesting to see how much of this gets adopted and. You know, I worry sometimes, right, Dottie? I worry about the sort of social aspects of human beings in terms of just going out there and, and meeting folks in real life than meeting them virtually and having real estate virtually and all these things virtually where, you know, what's that sort of line lineage between real and, and you know, what's reality and what's not, right? But, look, it's definitely taking a life of its own. I think the pandemic has definitely helped sort of stimulate this type of ethos and, and, and mentality. But look, you definitely don't want to be on the sidelines, right? You definitely want to learn. You definitely want to see where this, this community takes, you know, sort of virtual and digital assets and things of this nature. Um, you know, as the years progress, it's going to get a little bit more sophisticated. But just like the Internet boom in, in the year 2000, 
you know, things are going to shake up. You know, I, I think as 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 we're early in this sort of, um, I, I don't know, call it movement or or it's it's definitely a phenomenon. But things are actually like, selling. And in my mind, okay, and again, I'm speculating. No one knows how this is really going to, where this ends. at this point, Dottie. But I do think that in a way, it's like a virtual getaway. Like, I could go to this virtual world, and you know what? I could meet you at the, uh, you know, I could meet you at a cafe in the virtual world. We can have our whole virtual conversation. And nothing that's in the virtual world has to be, you know, it, 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 it can be entirely different. So, like, if I want to escape the real world, I could probably go to the virtual world. Um, and, again, <laughs> it sounds kind of crazy, um, and we're only bringing this to you to start to make you aware of what's going on and whether this goes anywhere or doesn't. It's too early to tell. But you should know that actually, actually two of our agents um, – are, are, are just sold some things in the virtual world, and um, we're going to keep an eye on it. Um, it sounds a little nutty, but you know what? When you think about all the things and all the changes we've had, I mean, it it might really take off. And so let's uh, let's keep our eyes on. I want to keep us posted. Steve, have you uh, had any experience with that at all? Oh, and and Ace, would you get a virtual mortgage for a virtual house? Oh, of course. You know, here at Citizens, we're we're creating one right now. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But I'm just figuring, uh, eventually, you, maybe, maybe you'd be able to finance the virtual property yeah, with a virtual, the virtual properties. Exactly, exactly. Well, I don't know what we'll hold, hold as collateral, Dottie, but uh, definitely <laughs> interesting concept here. <laughs> but guys, I, well, if you I, think we I think you think yeah, maybe I mean, I think we're wacky. Well, I think there's something there, and I think, you know, and I think Ace hit the nail on the head. It's partly about adoption, right? You know, if you're looking to buy into it, how many people bought a Betamax or a VHS, right, format? And one of them won out, uh, not necessarily even the better product. Um, I think it's the same thing here. I think there is something there. I think there's something very interesting there. You also have to, you know, really adapt the law, right? I, I, you know, if you're going to have ownership, how do you actually document your ownership? How do you transfer ownership? What if you own a virtual building and somebody passes away? Who inherits the virtual building? Can you take a business corporation in the real world and have that? And does it have legal standing inside this well, virtual Steve, world to act on your behalf? As a plan B? Yeah. Okay, there's got to be some virtual attorneys, okay, because I understand that you can sell. I mean, I've been reading up as much as I can on it, and I, um, from my understanding, if you bought, like, let's say a home, a virtual home, uh, and uh, then you could eventually sell that virtual home to somebody else, but obviously oh, you probably yeah, might need me- some virtual attorney. Sure. Let me, yeah, and and finishing the thought on that, you know, absolutely. And, and, you know, the question is, how do you regulate and know what you're getting and know what's real, know what's not? You know, so I think there's definitely a little bit of a Wild West element to it, but I think there's also a great value there. I I think ultimately, 
people are looking for ways of interacting with one another. And it is just, it's another tool, I would say, in, in the arsenal of, of really humanity to communicate, right? If we think about it, most traditionally, you know, people talking. And then it evolved. Smoke signals, various noises and devices, right, and all into telegraph and telephone. And this is part of that evolution. You know, what I do think is, and with where people need to be careful, it becomes more and more complex with each innovation. And But I do think that there is a great value. Make, imagine seeing your virtual, you know, if we had a virtual meeting and we could interact with each other with avatars and so forth. But I also want to make sure people think, and this is really a little, a little bit of a different comment, is the psychology of it. What What is happening, and I think it's so important, is that people, you know, understand the, the, the idea of what's real and virtual. We're on this trajectory where that's going to keep on getting blurred, right? So what happens if we have a virtual meeting and we have a virtual handshake about a business deal and does that translate back into the real world? And these are some of the interesting questions. Um, and uh, I think it's an exciting time. I think there's definitely an opportunity there, um, at least in some way of just how people interact. And then we'll see where it goes I think, from there. Uh, you know, and I think I've said this. Um, and, again, what does this all have to do with real estate? Everything has to do with real estate. Um, but I think that I think I've said this throughout the show, this pandemic, it, it's going to present, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that unfortunately died and lost businesses, but there's going to be just as many people that flourish and, and new things come up and new ways of doing business come up. Um, just like, as I said, with, as our caller calls it before, you know, even the way we work, who would think that the pandemic would change the way people work? And it has changed the way people worked already. And in a way, it has changed the way people dress, in my opinion. I noticed that people now, obviously, from you know, never going out, didn't matter what you wore, everybody lived in sweatpants. Uh, now people are getting dressed and going back out. But maybe, hey, you know, when I put on my first pair of high heels after two years, I'm like, and I lived in high heels. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I haven't, you know, I, maybe I won't buy them as high. I think people are dressing a little bit more casual. Um, I think this pandemic is just starting to show so many things that are going to change. And I think they were a lot of trends that might have been in the works before, but that are going to happen. And if you're somebody who's a visionary, Okay, and again, I always say you need a good team. Um, there, don't let your imagination stop you because there are going to be tons of different opportunities that happen because the way people live is somewhat different. I, I think we are going to come up to the 11 o'clock news, and I'm, I'm anxious to hear Jim and what he has to say about Revney. We'll be right back after the 11 o'clock news. Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.